Hello and welcome to Calling All Cars from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Cars, a presentation of the Rio Grande Oil Company. Calling all cars, attention all cars, broadcast 67, regarding a murder. Mad Serber, undercover wound for the narcotic squad, found dead this morning. That's all. Rules and first. confidential files in the past. You have become acquainted with the activities of the uniformed men and the detective force. There is another and very important group of operators whose identities remain anonymous, who carry no badges, but whose work is of great importance in the complex task of policing a great metropolitan community. I refer to the undercover agents. Tonight, I am bringing you the story of one of them, a woman who worked for years with the personnel of our narcotics squad, motivated by a burning desire to curtail the spread of the drug traffic, the evils of which she knew all too well. Madge Serber worked ceaselessly to send merchants of horror to drug peddlers to the penitentiary. What reward she earned for this tremendously important public service you soon will learn. Yeah, sit down. Have a cigarette? No, thanks. Not too early in the morning. 
Well, you've been keeping yourself, Meg. Oh, I've been alone. What's on your mind? I got a tip. Yeah, what is it? I just received some information last night that a couple of Chileans are unloading a lot of morphine in town. Yeah, I heard something about that. But I was going to check on it before I bothered you about it. Well, I got a line on them. Their names are Ruben Romano and Alfred Lopez. Yeah? What else? They hang out at Freddy's down on Spring Street. You know the joint? Well, I know where it is, but I never gave it much of a play. Well, you start hanging around down there. If this gets on the level, these two boys will soon get next to you. What do you mean? Oh, you know what I mean, Mad. You look like a hype. Well, don't rub it in, Cap. I can't help it if they put me on the stuff while I was in the hospital that time. Yeah, I know that, Mad. That's an indelible mark on you. That's what makes you so valuable to us, Mad. You're looked upon, but you are a user, and therefore you're reliable. I'll do anything I can to stop the use of drugs. You know that. Even when you get them legally, like I did, to stop pain, the results are terrible. Thank heavens they finally cured me. Yeah, if they hadn't, we'd be looking for you instead of working with you. That's <laughs> right. Well, Mad, you start making for these joints. Get acquainted with these two Chileans. You got their names? Ruben Romano and Alfred Lopez. That's right. Now make a buy off them. Establish yourself. And then when you make arrangements for a second buy, we'll send a couple of men along with you and knock them over. Yes, sir. And watch your step, Mad. These guys don't like undercover with Don't them. worry. I can take care of myself. For several days, Mad hangs around Freddy's joint on Spring Street, casually observing the habitual making covered inquiries until she discovers the identity of Romano and Lopez. With the subtle tricks known to experienced women, she insinuates her presence upon the two South Americans without so much as exchanging a word with them. Then, one day... Look, Alfeo, where's his feet? Oh, there's a woman who looks like a narcotic. The one who's always here alone. Where is she? In the boot of the bar. What do you say, amigo? Our work is done. Did we have a little pleasure? Yes, we might build up some more business for our return. Why not? Her skin is very white. She's a little old, but her skin is white. Why not? Come on. Uh, buenos dias, senorita. Oh, hello, boy. We saw you alone, senorita, and we wondered if you would honor us by drinking. Sure, I don't mind if I do. Sit <laughs> down. Oh, muchas gracias, senorita. Uh, may I present myself? I am Alfredo Lopez. This is my friend, Rubino Romano. Hmm, a couple of Mexican boys, huh? We are Chileno, senorita. Chilean? Well, what's the difference so long as you have the price of a drink? <laughs> <laughs> and what will the lovely senorita drink? Can you have a straight whiskey? Straight whiskey? The senorita likes the, uh, what you say, the, the kick, huh? It's <laughs> me, boy. <laughs> you know, I'm sure we'll be good friends. Waiter, three weeks. Yes, sir. You boys are fluent, ain't you? I ain't seen you around before. You haven't? We've been here every day. We've seen you for nearly a week now, every day. And every day we have wanted to speak to you. Oh, come on now, Kitty. Don't hand me that. <laughs> this is one of my spots, and I don't remember seeing you around. We are visiting your lovely city. Don't we go back to Chile? Yeah, it's too bad. I figured we might get better acquainted. 
Well, you've memorized, boys. Senorita seems to like her whiskey. Yeah, nothing like it. And it's when you can't get something better. Something better? Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm afraid I do not. Oh, you wasn't born yesterday. I'm talking about snow. Snow? No, oh, nothing. That's just possible, a real joke. The senorita is a user of narcotics. Sure, can't you tell? Look at my eyes. Look at my skin. I've been on this for years. And boys, here's the rub. I'm fresh out. You got my last talk this morning. You know I can get hold of some, do you? Why, of course not. The senorita do not think Oh, of come on now, Kitty. Don't get on your high horse. You look as if you've been around long enough to know the ropes. And seeing you from Chile, I thought... Chile? What has our native gland got to do with it? Well, I see the babe in arms. Don't you know some of the best Manchurian coffee smuggled into this country from Philly? Is that so? Oh, they took it to South America and then sent it up here. Didn't you know that? No. How about it, boys? Haven't you gotten me on yet? Why do you ask us? Oh, come on, don't call me. I know your racket. Racket? You do not understand. Listen, boys, I'm on to you, see? You guys are a couple of high-powered dope smugglers. I know all about you. What are you trying to do? Who are you? Don't get excited. They told you such a thing about us. You know Hobo Pegler? Hobo Pegler? Who? Well, the hobo and I are pals. He tells me you've been supplying him for a couple of months. As soon as you don't think I'm on the level. Well, how about it, boy? I've got to have some stuff. I've got to. How much can you tell me? You're sold out. You're sold out? Now, ain't that just my luck? Can you have some more? You must go back to Santiago and get some more. Well, that'll take months. Two months to be exact. Well, well, listen, boys. You'll let me know when you come back, won't you? Yes, senorita, we will. You'll find me around here almost any day. Bueno, we will look for you, senorita. later, just as gray dawn is breaking on a hazy July morning, a little passenger carrying freighter seeks the San Pedro light off Los Angeles Harbor. On the fan tail above the turning wake stands a quiet figure peering across the gray water. A man approaches him carrying a package under his arm. Have you seen him yet? Yes. I think that is his boat just running the breakwater. Gee, that is Miguel. <laughs> George, an innocent fisherman, the package ready. See, the waterproofing is wrapped tightly around it. Look for yourself. Yeah, it looks all right. You got enough line to touch to the boy? See, 30 foot. Yeah, well. Let's drop it over then. Hey, wait a minute. Let's go and look around. Yeah. Go ahead. There's no one looking. No one but Miguel. He's watching us. Yeah, I hope so. There's no desire to confine 30 ounces of morphine to the bottom of the ocean. Well, Fredo, there he was. His boy is bobbing around. Just like another piece of driftwood. And before we are in dock, our friend Miguel will have the package crazy board. He'll be on his way back to the harbor. Smuggling is such easy business. Yeah, see, until you are caught. Smart men like us are never caught, amigo amigo. To the two Chileans managed to bring their narcotics into California under the very noses of the Coast Guard and the customs men.
few days later, at Freddy's joint on Spring Street, the Chileans run into their friend, Mad. Well, 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 if you guys ain't a fight for tall eyes. Buenos dias, senorita. It is good to see you again. And believe me, it's good to see you. When did you get back? A few days ago. You came back from Chacanay? Yes, that is... That is what? What's the matter? What's the case? You have the money. Don't worry about that. If I haven't got the dough, I got a friend who has. A friend? We do not trust people, senorita. You can trust this guy. Him and me have been pals for years, and he's got debt. How much did you bring back? We have only two ounces left. I'll take them both. They will cost you $80 an ounce. Hey, what are you peddling? Powdered platinum? We run risk, senorita. We must charge that. But the service will be very bad. Oh, I don't doubt that. Hobo Pedro says it's the best he ever had. But 80 bucks an ounce. Of course, if you are not interested, we can dispose of it as well. No, I'll take it. I'll get Charlie to fork over. Charlie? Yes, he's the boyfriend with the dough. You guys ought to meet Charlie. He'll be a good customer for you. Well, when can I get the stuff? Anytime you get the money. I'll see Charlie tonight. How about tomorrow afternoon? That it'll be all right. Here, here? Oh, no, no, not here. We, we must be more careful. You come to our place on Mateo Street. Okay. Just write down the address. And I'll be there about four o'clock. <laughs> immediately reports her progress to Captain Littlejohn, and he assigns Detective Lieutenant Warren to accompany her to the rendezvous with the dope smugglers. Warren disguises himself in rough clothes, and the next day he and Mags present themselves from the Mateo Street address precisely at four o'clock, while Detective Lieutenant Murphy parks nearby in a police car. Now remember, you're Charlie, and you're an old pal of mine, see? Yes, Warren, and don't worry about me. You just get out of the way if there's any shooting. Murphy and I'll handle that end of it. Okay, let's get in here. Ring the bell. Hello, pal. Well, I've come for the shop. You have not come alone. No, of course not. I told you Charlie's the boy who has the jack. Charlie, this is uh, Senor Lopez. Oh, hiya, Senor. I like you, Senorita. Now listen here, Lopey, old kid. You've got nerves like an old lady. <laughs> Charlie's okay, and he's got dough. We're both in a bad way, and we want to give up the cell. Come on, don't keep us standing out here in the cold. Mm, very well, if you say so. You have any money, Senor? Sure. Take a look at this roll. Well, no. Come in, please. Run in. Oh, no stranger, pal. This is my friend Charlie. He's got to go. Oh, I see. Oh, when you say Yes. Yes, it's good. La está bueno. Yes, it's good. Bueno. Let me sample it. Mmm, feels all right. Tastes better. Yeah, it's good stuff. How much do you want? There are two answers here. Uh, Eighty dollars a month, senor. It'll be one hundred and sixty dollars. One hundred and sixty. There you are. I got it. Mm, it's a grassy, senor. Hey, when can I get some more of this? It looks okay to me. We will let you know. I will tell you, senor. Oh, fine. It's just in. Now you can stick them up. You're under arrest. What do you see, Oh, no, you don't. Stop or shoot. Get out of the way, man. Oh. Now, you, Lopez, come back here. You killed my pilot. And you, senorita. 
Não é para enfiar com Dobre, vamos a Santos. E tudo era pistola. Tem mais carinha. Detective Warren's bullet ends Romano's life as he attempts to escape. But Lopez is placed in custody and charged with violation of the state poison act. Facing deportation to Chile, he is held in the Los Angeles County Jail. And there he strikes up an acquaintance with a huge Negro. What are you all in here for, Mexican? I'm not a Mexican. I come from Chile. Chile? <laughs> Most likely you're all born to place with it, uh, Chile, though. Oh? You don't understand. Uh, what are you all in here for? What they arrest you for? Narcotics. You know? I'm in for the same thing. The school people did it for me. A woman. And they killed my friend. How's that, boy? A damn thing got to here? What's the name? You all remember? Mad, she called herself mad. But that no count friend? What's he look like? Old white face and yellow hair. Is that the one? Yeah, that's right. He got me sent up, too. Said you want the bar some snow and when I got some for he put the coppers on me. So I said, don't make it out of here. I will revenge myself. I will take her life. Just the way she made them take the life of my friend. Well, you ain't going up forever. This violating the state poison act. Well, you only do that for a few years. They won't send me to the penitentiary. They will send me back to Chile. I can never come back to this country. And I want that woman out of the way. Well, uh, look you here, boss. Uh, I'm still going to be here. What do you mean? They'll send me away for a few years, and then I'll be out again. I'll still arrange to bump off if you want me to. You would? Sure. Of course, it would cost you some money. It was. It was money to revenge my friend. How much would it cost me? Well, now, soon as how I've got a grudge against that damn myself, I'll, uh, I'll bump her off for you for only $25. $25. I'll pay it. I'll send it to you as soon as I get back to see her. I may be sure you get her out of your way for good. No, don't worry, boss. When I bump them off, they stay bumped. Lopez is deported to Chile. The Negro is sent to San Quentin. Several years passed. Evil years for the dope peddlers who crossed the path of Mag Serber, undercover woman. And then one day, a few months ago, Mag walked into the office of Captain Pitwood of the narcotics squad. Hello, Mad. Hello, Where have you been seeing yourself, Mad? Haven't seen you for a long time. Oh, I've been around keeping my eyes open. Yeah, what you got? I got a line with some boys putting out coke in the black stack. Well, it's time to load on. I'll send some men out there. I'll work it, Eddie. Central Avenue is a pretty dangerous place for a woman to work. Listen, Eddie, I'm too old a hammock to stand to let that worry me. Well, you'd better let me send a man along with you. I'll be okay. I'll get tired of my way. Those coppers of yours still look like coppers, no matter how you dress them up. Yeah, well, I still think you're standing. Don't you worry, Eddie. Just stand by, and I'll tip you off, and I'm ready to make the bar. So Mag plays it her way. Frequents the beer gardens along Central Avenue. Makes casual contact with men she suspects of being dope peddlers. And then one Saturday evening, accompanied by an escort, she appeared at a table in a black and tan resort when three Negroes entered the place and strolled toward the bar. Boy, you all decide to show eyes, Billy. Yeah, man, we thought you all 
What do you know about a fight out front last night? Well, I don't know nothing about no fight. Don't give us the runaround. A white woman was knocked down last night out in front of your place. This morning, she was dead. Hey, yeah. And you know what that means. Yeah, but uh, I didn't have nothing to do with it. We're not saying you did. But you do know who did it. Listen here, white man. I'm fixing to caress no razor between my ribs. No, sir. You better come clean with us, or you may find it tough to get a license to sell beer. You all can't put me out of business. I didn't say we could, but we might make it pretty tough for you. Now, look here. This thing is serious. If you know what's good for you, you'll come clean. Well? Come on, spill. Give. Or else. Well, you, you might ask the Wilcher about it. Who's the Wilcher? Just the Wilcher. And then there's B.W. B.W. What does that mean? Who gives them a measure? Welcher and B.W. All right, come on, talk. Uh, I can't say nothing more. Only there's the Welcher pulling away from the curb with yeah. that gal on the front seat. Come on, Sam. <laughs> Detectives tail the Welcher to a house on the side street off Central Avenue. They see him leave the woman in the car and enter the house. Then they pull up behind the Negro's car and Felkis casually saunters up to it. Oh, hello there, sister. Where's the Welcher? Welcher? He just went in the house. Oh, thanks. That's all I wanted to know. Oh, come on, Sam. Here. Lenty, you and Smith go down to the back. And you, sister, keep your crap shut. What you all want? Is the, uh, Welcher here? The Welcher? I don't know no Welcher. Yeah? Well, we know better. You can come in here. We're police officers and we're coming in. Let's go. There's something moving behind that curtain. Come out of there. Pull the curtain. What you all want? I ain't done nothing. Benny did it. Where is Benny? Benny, he skipped town. I don't know where he is. Yeah? Well, you're coming along with us. Maybe a night in jail will refresh your memory. The Welcher and his pal, Tommy Washington, picked up later, convinced the officers that all those present at the time of the argument, they did not strike the fatal blow. Expressing their willingness to turn state's evidence and thus escape accusation of complicity in the case, they furnished police with a description of their friend, Benny Watson, actual murderer of Mag Kirby. Watson's description and fingerprints are broadcast all over the country, but for several weeks, nothing is heard of him. Then, in a magistrate's court in Louisville, Kentucky. This is Benny Watson, very good. This evidence is suspicion of murder in a party, sir. Not the man we're looking for. This is the... Oh, Judge, uh, your honor, that's a long, long time. I ain't done nothing. I was just walking down the street. I was on my way to Memphis, Judge. Well, we aren't anxious to put our girls up with vigilance. You pay the cost, I'll give you a suspended sentence, providing you keep right on going to Memphis. Yes, uh, Judge, yes, I, I'll do that. Uh, uh, what will the cost be, sir, uh, your honor? Four dollars and sixty cents. Four dollars and sixty cents. But Judge, I only got two dollars. I'll have to go to jail. But I got an overcoat. I could talk that if your honor would let me. 
Ought to get two dollars and sixty cents for that. Uh, well, if you can raise the fine, you'll be released. Thank you, old Jed. Thank you. And I promise I'll never come back to Louisville no more, no how. What the unfortunate Negro can raise only two dollars on his overcoat. Lighting the required 60 cents for his fine, he wired to let to his sister in Jackson, Mississippi, requesting funds. Next day, the chief of detectives in Louisville received a routine report from the Federal Bureau of Identification in Washington. Well, Ed, this is a break. Well, Ted, Chief, just a minute. Bring down that prisoner who spoke to Sammy Gibson. Well, what do you want with that bag? He isn't a bag. He's wanted some murder in Los Angeles. What? Yeah. They sent his mug and prints into Washington as a matter of routine. And here comes the answer that his real name is Benny Watson. He bumped off an undercover woman on the coast. Hey, Gibson, please. Send him in. Well, uh, he's done come, Chief. Here he is. Here what is it? Uh, that 60 cents I'm on the city of uh, Louisville. My sister sent it to me in the afternoon mail. Here you are. Uh, that makes it square. <laughs> Well, I guess I'll be going down to Memphis now. Not so fast, Watson. What's that? What do you say? I said Watson. Oh, my name's Gibson. Yeah? Well, let's call you Watson for fun. The same mail that brought you the 60 cents also brought me some good news. Yeah? I'm so glad to hear that, Chief. I'm not so sure that you will be. The news is that your real name is Benny Watson, and you're wanted in Los Angeles for murder. <laughs> Detective Pat Brown is sent from Los Angeles to Louisville to bring Watson back. For two days, the Negro refuses to discuss his case as the two sit cooped in a compartment on the transcontinental train. Then he breaks and admits his guilt. But to him, his misfortune is not completely clouded with bad luck. For he observes to Lieutenant Brown, You know, Mr. Brown, it's a mighty lucky thing for me that you didn't catch me down there in the Mississippi Valley. Like as not, they'd have left me. You know, Mr. Brown, them white folks down there, they just ain't civilized. Benny Watson was a fortnight ago found guilty of manslaughter and sentenced to serve for one to ten years in San Quentin penitentiary. But this all-too-lenient punishment can in no way make up for the loss sustained by the police department in the death of valued attache Mad Server, undercover woman. Thank you, Chief David. Ladies and gentlemen, let me call your special attention to the year's biggest bargain in motor oil, an oversized quart for a quarter. Every can of Sinclair Opaline motor oil is sealed at the refinery with two extra ounces in each quart can. And this is unusual motor oil. It has won international fame. On the reputation of Opaline oil, Sinclair has built the world's largest independent oil business. Sinclair Opaline is used by the Army, the Navy, by leading transcontinental railroad and airplane lines. Such tremendous sales permit Sinclair to give you a sealed can of oil that should sell for 30 cents. 
when you get an oversized quart for a quarter. It's a sensational value. And you can get Sinclair Opaline motor oil wherever you fill up with real Grande cracked gasoline. And by the way, don't forget to ask your Rio Grande dealer for the new March issue of the free Calling All Cars News. Regarding a murder, the specialist case is now in custody. That's all. Go easily. This is your narrator, Frederick Lindsay, bidding you good night for the Rio Grande Oil Company.